Yeah, we back for another episode of Keeping It Cool with Killer. <laughs> all right, shout out to all the people that's been listening to my other episodes. We finally, and I say we as it's me because I wear mad hats. We finally got the ball rolling, got them up and running. Y'all been really enjoying the episodes and being like, oh, I want to be on it. Oh, hit me up. Oh, I've been listening and I appreciate that. If anybody is out there, I need like a little intro thing, like, you know, like a jingle to play before the episodes. So hit me up. You know, I want something like keeping it cool with killer. Like, you know, one of them like 1930s joints or something, you know. So if you got the vocals for that, submit it in to your boy and we'll put you at the beginning, you know, just keeping it cool. Yeah, like I need something like that, you know. Uh, real quick, you know, it's right now the universe and all the all the bad energy is really trying to attack my family right now. So everybody, if you pray to whoever you pray to, make sure you include my mother in those prayers. You know, she's uh she's in a fight right now, and we trying to get her back up to a level one hundred so she can be the ultimate woman that she's always been. And, uh, yeah, it's also the holidays, man. And when you become like an adult, the holidays get kind of whack. So we trying to stay like in the holiday spirit, but they overdoing it right now. So we're going to go into a new like segment called Killer's Griefs. And real quick, hold on, let me take a breath. All right, I'm back. So my grief right now is we ODing with Christmas, y'all. Like, y'all are y'all are doing way too much out there. Like, the constant playing of Christmas music everywhere you go. Like, it's ridiculous, man. Like, enough is enough. We don't have to hear it at the post office, the grocery store, the school, the red light, the crossing guard. It's crazy. Y'all don't do this on any other holiday. Like, y'all gotta relax, man. I'm at work. They got it planned. There's only five songs anyway. So why do we got to listen to 15 people sing the same five songs? It's actually getting me out of the mood. You know, so, yeah, that's my grief. Number one, grief. Number two, it's time for y'all to put Harley Quinn to bed, man. The whole like Harley Quinn. I'm a psycho crazy girl thing. Y'all be doing on the gram. It's got to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like just because you put eye makeup on and smear it on your cheek or you get one of those purge Halloween masks and you get a knife and hold it to your neck because you're so crazy like yo that's it's gotta stop like you're not crazy you know what I'm saying you're very 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 regular and it's okay you know like it's really okay it's okay to just be a normal person. You don't have to be psycho, but cute and crazy. Like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just got to stop. Like, I'm tired of it. I've been going through and marking not interested when I see y'all in the fit. You know, on the gram, it's really ruining my surfing experience. You know what I'm saying? So I want all of y'all on behalf of all the real G's online. We want y'all to stop. You know, it's time to put Harley Quinn and your little boyfriend that he want to put the lipstick on his face and be the Joker. And y'all think y'all really hit one, you know, with the couple tag team. Yo, you got to stop too, my man. You know what I'm saying? Put your shirt back on. Take that shit off your face and just relax and calm down. Just be normal. You feel me? All right. 
Whew. It's been a long day today. You know, I'm on probably like 12% battery right now. You know, I'm drinking low-carb monster energy, you know, because we want to focus on health while also indulging on energy drinks. You know, that's an oxymoron maybe. But uh, I'm like at 12% battery, so y'all got to pray for me if my voice sounds a little more, more mellow than usual. But we got a special guest today. This is my friend right here. When you think of the word beauty, when you think of the word intelligent, fun, highly attractive, you think of my girl right here, ABG, you feel me? Uh, For those of you who don't know what ABG is, it's a very small pocket of like extremely attractive Asian women. They've linked up and formed a gang called the Asian baby girls. You And you really know when you in the mix, when you see like two or three of them, maybe sometimes four or five all together. And you like, damn, they go to ABGs. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, they sometimes they be at the car shows. They be at the little clubs and stuff, you know, surrounded by like scary dudes. So definitely play it cool. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this is my girl. She's probably like the leader of it. This is also one of my friends right here. Um, she's always like positive. And so whenever I'm like sad or whatever, I like to call her because she's real like spiritual and positive and like mature and stuff. And so like she like talked me off the ledge. She's like my like a uh, therapist in terms of relationships. I went through a real kind of ridiculous breakup back in the day. And I was always calling her and complaining about it. And she was able to, like, tell me to help get over this person. So we're going to clap. And I say we as in me for my girl, Rosemary. Hey, what's up? How are <laughs> you doing? That's quite the intro. Yeah. I appreciate are, it. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm on 10% mm. today. But I'm I'm still... Alive and kicking. That's that's what's yeah. important. So real quick, just give people like a little quick synopsis of like what you do. Go. <laughs> <laughs> of what I do. Yeah. Um, that is like an open-ended question. Um, well, I currently have an esthetician business. Um, we are located, we have two locations. One is in McKinney, and one is in South Lake. It's called Pure Beauty. Um, we are going towards my like holistic care. So um, one of our phrases to um, impact our customers is um, cleansing, balancing, and healing from skin to spirit. Because even though you think of aesthetics and skincare is about beauty, but it's a lot more than that. We are providing more than just a beauty service. We're providing a therapeutic healing service. Mm. Um, because a lot of the times, as you all may know, um, uh, people do unpack when they get um, self-care services. So, you know, as you come in to get the self-care that you needed, we also provide an energy for you to feel replenished and um, renewed at, by the end of your service. So um, that's part of what I do. Um, and I currently am running a nonprofit called Creative Bond um, that's in honor of my sister's legacy. Um, she passed away about four and a half years ago. So for this month, 
um, for the month of December, which is my birthday month, I usually do um, something along the lines of a selfless act. And she was always very selfless and um, hospitable in, in helping others. So for the past two years, I did random acts of kindness. But this year, I wanted to do a little something different. So I've been promoting random words of kindness uh, because, you know, we need more encouraging, supportive, and uplifting um, words in our community. You know, um, we have dealt a lot in the past couple of years with pandemic and mental health issues. And I think it's the perfect time to elevate and provide that, those kind of um, uplifting ways to, to, to help with community um, as a unity. So, um, yeah, so that's the most part. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you said the energies and all that. Would you consider yourself like a healer? Um, I would say... I'm in, yeah, along the lines of a healer, I would, I recognize myself as an empath. Um, however, for many years, I didn't 100% recognize it until I had to do my own work in the past, what, four years since my sister passed. It really just pushed me into uh, going within and doing the deep shadow work to realize um, healing starts with me first, right? I mean, I can do so much for everybody else, but if I don't find um, myself healing, in that healing, um, going within to help myself, I mean, I'm really doing myself a disservice by giving all my energy to everybody else. All right, so I'm glad you said do the work because that's like a buzz phrase right now. <laughs> Everyone's like, you need to do the work. You need to do the work. What does that even mean to you, to me, to someone who I don't know what do the work means or I'm someone who's new to this journey and everyone's telling me to do the work, but like, do I go somewhere? Is there like a website? Like, what am I, what does do the work mean? Uh, that's a really great question. I think a lot of the times if we really reflect on life, it always is something traumatic that'll shoot us into doing the work, right? Whether it be a death or a loss of a job or a breakup from a relationship, friendship, you know, family issues. But it'll be something truly traumatic that happens within your life, you know, whatever that defines for you, that really shoots you in a place where you go into solitude. Um, mm -hmm. Doing the work is really just knowing how to sit with yourself and looking within. Um, and I have to admit, a lot of people do not understand what that necessarily means because it's hard it's really hard to sit with yourself and reflect, reevaluate, um, and. So, would you like need like? Is there like a guide for this process? Like in terms of like, okay, I'm a sad boy or whatever one day, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, today's the day I'm doing the work. Okay, what's step one? I mean, absolutely. Like, if you, <clears throat> I think that the best way is like. 
having a mentor or maybe if you're surrounded by those that have you know are familiar with what that looks like what doing the work is look like what that looks like then mm-hmm. you know I would definitely talk to your friends that you know can provide that positive enforcement and encouragement um obviously there's plenty of books <laughs> you know um plenty of books like You've got Deepak Chopra. He's amazing. Um, he's got many, many books like the Seven Spiritual Seven. Mm, we putting you on the spot right now. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it? Um, mm. Seven Laws of Spiritual. I have to. I don't know. We'll put it in the bio. <laughs> God dang it, A B G. That's know, what we calling I'm you for sorry. the. Sorry. Um, I have so many books. Okay, so give me like. What was the one book that you read you was like, yo, I'm unlocking, like, whatever you said, the shadow realm. Like, you got to explain all that to me. So, like, what is even that? What is shadow work? Because that sounds, like, scary, bro. Um, okay. Go back to the book. It's called Seven Spiritual Laws of Success mm. by Deepak Chopra. Um, well, I mean, when I first started, um, I didn't necessarily read a book um actually i started with getting uh medium readings mm. um because after my sister passed um i was told about um you know like psychic mediums how they can connect with your loved ones on the other side so um you know of course i was a little skeptical until you know, I went for my first session and it was during like a psychic fair. And, um, and so there was a special, it was like 20 minutes for $25 or something. Mm, so, to the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so I sat down and she asked me, she wanted to be efficient. So she's like, we only have 20 minutes. It was like $25 for 25 minutes. So she's like, we only have 25 minutes, so uh, tell me the topics you want to hit or whatever. And mind you, when I went to do this, it was like three months after my sister passed. Mm. So I mentioned nothing of her. I just told I just asked for her to hit on um, nursing because I was going to nursing school at the time, my career and my love life, right? Mm. And so as she was going through each topic... She was finishing up on nursing and my career, and she was going to transition to my love life. But then she paused, right? And then I was like, I just kind of give her a look. And then she goes, did you have something, like, happen to you that was really emotional in your life? And I was like, yes, you know? (laughs) And then she's like, I was like, my sister passed away three months ago. And she was like, okay, you know, she was like, oh, that makes sense, right? And I was like, I just kind of gave her that look like, what, what is she talking about? And then, um, and she's like, okay, okay, I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to go back, I'll go back to it at the end. So as she's trying to transition to talk about my love life. And she's like, nope, 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 nope. And she was like, um, your sister, she was like, she wants to come through now. And I'm like, who wants to come through, right? Mm. And then she was like, 
um, she wants to come through now because she needs to give you a message. And I was like, okay, you know, so it just kind of took me by surprise. And then she goes, she wants to let you know that it wasn't your fault, that you don't have to blame yourself. And she was like, you did everything that you could um, to to help her, you know, um, and, and still now that she's passed, you know, still helping her on this side of it, you know, and, you know, as she's like speaking of this and, and relaying the message from my sister, like, you know, tears just, I'm yeah. just, tears just coming down. Like I'm not bawling, but the tears just coming. Cause like, you know, it hit so deeply mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, and you always wonder like when you're, when you have a loved one that passed, like whether or not they're okay on the other side. Right. Then hearing that, it was just like, okay, you know, and then, um, yeah, so that, that was part of it. And then she kept telling me that, you know, I'm an empath as well. And I can also tap into these mediumship as well, you know? So then she was like, look for the synchronicities. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, after that, once you kind of get in tune with spirituality, then you'll see the signs. So one of my biggest signs whenever my sister is around is a butterfly. So the day after we buried, well, she didn't get buried, I'm sorry. The day after we cremated her, Mm -hmm. um, we're Buddhists. We took her things to the Buddhist temple. Uh, They pray on her things for like three days just to make sure that her things get... Uh, transition to the uh, you know to the afterlife that yeah. she'll have her things so um the day we went to the temple me and my dad we came back and I kid you not um as I walk into the garage there was a butterfly on the wall mm. and so um and it was crazy because my cousin when we drove to the temple he told me that that morning my dad went out and had a cigarette and he was like, there was this butterfly that kept uh, fluttering around him and it mm. landed on his right shoulder. And I was like, and so to come back and the butterfly be in the garage, mm. the thing is my dad didn't get to say goodbye to my sister. He was in Cali and then he drove um, to Texas, you know, when everything was happening and it was just so sudden, you know, mm-hmm. so he didn't get a chance to say goodbye. So we saw the butterfly. He and I was like, Dad, you know, she pulled up on. Yeah, you. <laughs> I was like, Dad, there's a butterfly in the garage. And he was like, what? And he comes out. And as he walks out, this butterfly just flutters around him, like in circles, flutters around him, around him. And then next thing you know, it like shoots up into the ceiling and it's gone. Mm. So. Yeah, so the synchronicities, um, so whenever, I don't know, she wants to show me that she's here, and she shows up in a butterfly. Man. Yeah. All right, so you're at this, you said psychic convention? <laughs> it's a psychic fair. Okay, psychic fair. What makes you believe, like, this lady's legit versus just not trying to hustle you? Because I didn't tell her mm. about my sister's death. Because, see, that's me. I'm skeptical. I'll be like, of course something dramatic happened to me, like, every, every day. But, like, <laughs> like, I'd be really testing her. She would probably get $75 out of me because I'd be like, 
But that's the issue, right? Mm-hmm. In order to believe in spirituality, you have to be open to it. Mm-hmm. And there are people like that that go to get a psychic uh, reading or a mediumship reading, but they're skeptical and they're closed-minded. And so in that case, it's going to be hard for you know, the mediums to tap into making that connection for you. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing is to be open to accepting you know that that connection is real because if you don't then yeah your reading's gonna really suck now, do you feel like your religion kind of helps you be open-minded to that because i say mine when i say like a black southerner like that's witchcraft we ain't rolling yeah you know so you said you're a buddhist mm-hmm. i feel like that's kind of more in tune to that world is that I mean, Accurate. yeah, well, Buddhism is a way of life, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like your Christianity or Catholicism or, you know, Jehovah's Witness or whatever. Um, but Buddhism is a way of life. And so it teaches you how to, I mean, the ultimate, I think, um, realm to reach in Buddhism is finding peace, mm-hmm. right? Finding peace in everything. Um, and there's another author. His name is... Um, that, we putting you on the spot. We putting you... <laughs> you ain't doing and enough he's, work. And he's, um, he's amazing. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm horrible with remembering books. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, you're doing better than me. I don't even read them, so... <laughs> and you need to. His name is Thit Nhat Hanh. Um, he passed away like in last year, um, but he's a m- very well-known spiritual leader, and he was a monk. Mm. But he practices unmindfulness, the art of mindfulness, and having peace in life. Mm. But his books are really amazing. One of the books that I used to listen over and over is called Every. Uh, what is it called? I have it right here. I have an audible subscription. (laughs) Peace is every step. Okay. Right? Um, I mean, because unfortunately we do live in a human world with human beings and in a human life, right? (laughs) But I'm just seeing like, you know, with our human emotions and things that are out of our control, like all we can do is be mindful us ourselves be mindful, mm-hmm. right? And finding peace in this life for ourselves. All right. So you're all peaceful. Your sister passed. Like when dealing with grief, what is something that you feel? Because it's the holidays and it's kind of why I wanted mm-hmm. to touch on this and talk to you because for lots of people, this time sucks, you know, and it's rough because there's such like a capitalistic driven society. Shout out to my man Pat on last episode talking about how capitalism sucks. And you, you're in this mode where like there's no tangible item that you could give to someone you love to show them how much you love them. And then there is instances where the people you love aren't here and it can be real isolating. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've always admired about you is you've had this system. I remember your sister like briefly. I've met her like once. I don't even know mm-hmm. if you remember that. <laughs> but like I met her once. She was cool uh, from the time we were there. But mm-hmm. like 
I could tell y'all were real close. So to hear you talk about like peace and you seem to be in a good space, how do you navigate this time through grief and all of that? What could you tell someone who might be in this place? Um, first off, I want to say that none of this is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in my fourth year, fourth anniversary of her passing. So, yes, um, it's just not holidays. You know, it's, uh, it's you know, anything that, rem- that may remind me of her, mm-hmm. you know, any any given moment. Um, but what I tell those that understand grief is to allow yourself to feel it and allow yourself to sit with it and allow yourself to process it in order to release it. Because if we suppress the grief, it uproots in a very ugly way. Right. Mm -hmm. So during the holidays, I still get sad, you know, like my birthday's coming up. I still get sad. And for me, I let myself feel it. Um, And that's okay because grief, and I disagree, time does not heal. (laughs) Nah. Time does not heal. Um, What time does, it allows us to accept it um, and move forward with it and understand how to navigate through it. Um, and, And it's not... And and it doesn't get easier every year. It's just learning to live with it every year, learning to be more accepting of it every year. You know, so just to reminisce on memories or um, think of the good times and mostly just, you know, try to pull the the positive out of, you know, remembering her rather than sit in our grief of loneliness. Like, well, you know, if she were here we'd be doing this or, you know, I miss, you know, going out to eat with her or just calling her up and going to hang out. You know, I, I try not to dwell in those things. Mm -hmm. I just remind myself that I'm still grateful that I still have this life that I get to still speak of her essence and her spirit and um, at the end of the day, she still has children yeah. that I have to be there for, you know. So that just, I think grief and her passing, what it reminded me mostly, and I think that this should be for everyone, is to be more present, to mm. be present, you know, because the present is a gift. That's hard. That's, hard. That's very poetic of you right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's very poetic of you, right? I, I like that. The present is a gift. I might have to put that in a bar. You know. So you say your birthday's coming up. What we doing? <laughs> what, what we doing? Because don't get my girl twisted. Like she's all peaceful and stuff, right? But like, yo, she's a baddie. She be in the clubs. Well, not anymore. <laughs> but but she had me. You had me at the club. This club. It was a. It was like what? Two a.m. to six a.m. It was an after hours club and it was just supporting another friend and it was your birthday. So I was like, hey, let's go check it out. Shout out to your friend uh, (laughs) for trying to hustle me to play my little record. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yo, for artists out there, let me tell you what they tried to do to me. Right. (laughs) So I'm up in the club vibing. Everybody looking around like they looking at me. I'm looking at them. 
I'm looking at them. They looking at me. And I'm like, yo, yo, can they play my joint? They like, yeah, let me go talk to the DJ. Cause ain't nothing going on anyway, you know? So they were like, yeah, we'll play the record. You just got to pay us. And I'm like, all right. You know, like it's going to be like 20 bucks. Like, sure, man. Like whatever. And like, do I get to talk on the mic and rap my voice? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he came back like, nah, they want $200. And I was just like, yo, my man, like, I'm God, bro. Like, so artists out there, don't ever play, pay $200 to get your song played in the club, especially when it's 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. in the morning and everybody in there have sleep anyway. And <laughs> so if you do that, you really going to play yourself. And if he wasn't your friend is what we're calling him, then I would have been a little bit more tight about it. But it was kind of fun because we was all in there and we was probably on like 3% battery life at that point. <laughs> you know, we had no business being in there. So shout out to the people that are still up going to after hour spots. Go home. You know what I'm saying? Like it, we weren't even in there doing anything. Like there should have been like some shuffle contest or there should have been some twerk contest or something. Like we were just standing around looking at each other. So yeah, my girl though, she gets fly. She gets dressed up. Uh, you know, there was a point where she was in rap music videos, rappers was trying to get at her. So I'm just kind of help paint the picture for my audio listeners of who y'all listening to right now. So she not going to be sitting. She might spend the first half of her birthday sitting Indian style. I don't know if that's offensive. <laughs> sitting crisscross applesauce, you know, meditating and stuff. But then it's going to hit like 10 and she's going to be out here. <laughs> you know? We're going to call up a Mel, shout out Melinda, wherever you at, you coming out too. We're uh, going to have to get, what's his name? Joe, my man, you filming us. Let's go out. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, everybody on the Keeping It Cool universe, y'all can come out and celebrate my girl's birthday. She's turning, what, you 47 now? <laughs> wow. That's how you're going to do me? I mean. That's how you're going to do me? You've been around for a long time, you know, and that's a blessing, you know. So, all right. So, you know, we got the grief out the way, per se. Uh, you're navigating life through that. But talk to me about you're a woman who's done the work and you're trying to date in this modern day age. Like, how's that been going? Cause I've been out of the dating game for I think five or six years now. And me and my chick, we, we joke that if we got back in the mix, we would be like mad wash. Like, I don't feel like I have the energy or compatibility with anybody else right now. Uh, or period. I mean, I'm in a relationship, but it's just like I be looking at my single homies and I'll be like, bro, y'all got it, bro. Like it's <laughs> it's trash out there. So how do you you know, you're enlightened, you're intelligent, you're you work in the medical field, you're an esthetician. You got a lot of like pluses in your plus category over there. And then you're left with, you know, unfortunately, there's not a whole bunch of 88 killers out there <laughs> for you, but you're left with those out there so like how does that how, how does that work for you nowadays um or is there a special someone <laughs> let's not go there hey. um um so dating i think i can speak for most of us that live in dallas i mean it's definitely a challenge um <laughs> irregardless of my enlightenment and <laughs> You know, the work I've done, um, people, human beings are interesting. So um, 
I think that as you get older, um, that you also become more mindful on on who you. I guess a better word for that is more selective in terms of um, who you date. You know, um, for me, is just being more intentional. But I had a friend tell me the other day that when I come, when I when I'm dating someone and I ask them, "What are your dating intentions?" Apparently, it scares them off. Okay, so here's my <laughs> here's my beef with you. You're a way more fun person when you're single. When you're like taken, you go away. You're you don't answer the phone. You don't text people back. You're like not fun. Mm-mm. So part of me wants you to remain single forever, so I can like bother you, get on your nerves. But then part of me is like, damn, somebody should scoop her up. So yeah, you talking to some fool on day one, like, what are your intentions with me? Like, no, I, that is not the question. Uh, right. The question is, <laughs> what are your dating intentions? Don't we all want to know what on date one? On, I mean, why? You know, for me, it's just where where specifically are, are you? What direction are you trying to go in terms of dating? You know, are you, are you still open ended? Where you're just you know wanting to date multiple women until you're like, okay, she's the one, or are you dating? You know, because you are ready for something long term, you know, or, you know, some people date to marry. Like, there's various ways of dating. Like, on date one, though? Like, no, it's not on date one. Obviously, like, I'm, I'm engaging in conversation with them for a couple of days. You know, there's several questions that I dive into in terms of like, Getting to know somebody, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not 25 anymore. I'm not here just playing around, you know, just trying to get, you know. Yeah, you worried about what their credit score is now, <laughs> you know, with the living arrangements. Do they got roommates? You know, <laughs> you know, those are, I feel like those are appropriate date one questions. Yeah. Do you have what a do roommate? you do? What do you do for a living? Mm, I mean, that could get kind of awkward. I mean, How? Because I, we as men don't get to ask, like, y'all what y'all do for a living. That's the double standard. Mm-hmm. Men have asked me what I do for a living. Shame on them. Yeah. Why would they care? Because, I mean, because like, we, we're talking about stability here, right? I mean, I guess. Like you said, I'm in my 40s. So I can't. Were you really? I was totally joking. <laughs> so I can't sit here and, and you are still trying to stumble upon what stability is in your life. Mm. You know, there has to be some sort of, some form of stability, you so know, you, in you terms aren't of... dating musicians or artists, that <laughs> is what you're saying. Like, <laughs> like, because we never got it figured out. Like, we, we're going to stumble and trip and fall. I mean, Jay-Z still trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, as successful as he I is. I mean... Yeah, he's he's very successful though. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of stability, our brains are all over the place. Like, I but I mean, like... he has a direction, does he not? He's got drive. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's that's so the biggest. So you want a Jay Z? You wouldn't want to help like the rapper that just got popping on like, <laughs> you know, if I drop the mixtape, 
went viral on a Spotify editorial. Like, you're not with him at all. You're like, nah, fam, <laughs> get your albums up. <laughs> get your Grammys up. No, Man, the, the point is, here. obviously, the focus, your focus or whoever's focus is the direction. So if the direction is wanting to become a rap artist, absolutely. If I see the passion, the drive, you know, the intention of where you're going to try to create that stability for yourself, I would be supportive. Mm. But, you know, but if you're over here dabbling in like 10 different things, still trying to figure out where you're going career wise, financially. Yeah. Then I'm going to be like a little, a little suspicious, like, (laughs) you know, what are you doing with your life? Like, that's me. I always got something going on. I mean, I got like a constant, you know, for stability. But like I'm just like my I'm always scheming, you know. I feel like I'm a And that's scheme. okay. It's okay to like have different hustles. I mean, that's that's living in a capitalistic world, like you said, you know. Mm. Okay, so talk to me because you said you tried out for reality TV. I did not. <laughs> you applied. Didn't you? I did not. Yeah, no. You... No, I yes, did not. Did. No, I did okay, not. Okay, okay. So <laughs> since you didn't for the listeners, uh What's that show? The Dallas joint that was here, Love is Blind. Would mm-hmm. you go on that and like talk to some fool behind a curtain for 30 minutes and then determine? I mean, you're essentially, get isn't that what we're doing on dating apps? No, nah, As- you can at least see aside, them. Aside from seeing their profile. But I mean, I mean, I got no respect on dating apps. I kind of missed the whole dating app wave. I was on there for about 48 hours. <laughs> And my ego couldn't take it because, like, <laughs> no one connected back with me. <laughs> and then so... I No one matched with you? No, nah, no. Nah, like, and I was, like, tight. I, want, I wonder why. I think my pictures was all... I had, like, my rapper photos thinking, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, like, <laughs> the man. But then I put, like, a Bible verse. I forgot what Bible verse I put. But, uh... Yeah, no one hit me back. So then I was like, I don't want to be on here like a simp. So I like deleted it. (laughs) And then like immediately I like kind of stumbled into my partner that I'm with now. And we got all serious and stuff. So like I couldn't even really like play. Like my homies was on Tinder smashing chicks left and right. And I couldn't and couldn't get in the in the game because I was out of the game. So shout out to y'all. Hold it down for your boy out there. You know, (laughs) (laughs) is that what we're encouraging? I mean, yeah, you know, go out there and figure it out, you know. Uh yeah. yeah. We we in a weird we in a weird space with dating right now. Um I I I mean, if you still in your late 30s going Tinder? into 40s on Tinder smashing women left and right, then I I think it's a deeper issue than just looking for the right one. Maybe that's just what you're put on this planet to do is to just kind of like be a stud and sow your oats and increase the Spread population. Your yeah, you know, Nick Cannon. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> somebody's got to. Maybe he has like the perfect genome that he's like passing out. Wasn't there uh-huh. like a emperor, like an Asian emperor? What's his name? Like Genghis Khan? Didn't he have like sex with like? everyone and there's like some i'm making this up y'all so don't quote me (laughs) but like apparently like over and wherever he was from like there's like a piece of his dna and like everyone over there i don't remember which country but i mean i think i might have saw this on netflix but anyway he was doing it and he was a fucking emperor Mm. Mm. i think you're making stories nah nah (laughs) i'm gonna find him we're gonna put him in the bio of the the episode we're gonna pay my man respect for (laughs) holding it down (laughs) 
Uh-uh. All right. So, I mean, you basically need like a finance guy is what you're saying. No, like a lawyer. money is not the importance here, right? How much money he makes is not the importance here. The importance, the significant factors is like obviously just creating a connection, right? Uh, whether that be spiritual or emotional or mental, I think that those things are vital to sustaining um, any type of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think it also has to do with alignment. Like, you know, if the universe worked it out that, you know, for some reason I meet you and we connect and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, um, you know, and I may date him for a couple months. And so maybe he's served his purpose and, teaching me something at that moment or, you know, or if it's, if it's somebody that's in the longevity of it with me, all I can do is just be present for it, accepting to it and having gratitude for any connection that I make. But for me, I'm just, you know, I, I also want to be intentional in, 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 um, sharing your energy, not just sharing my energy, but just ensuring that, um, the connection will serve me as well. Like, see, I'm 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 weary of you, universe chicks, because <laughs> my previous girlfriend dumped me because the universe told her so. <laughs> what did, what did what did the universe tell her? She was like, the universe is just telling me that this isn't like we we aren't meant to be with each other at this time and plane in our lives, and like that I meant to go on this journey by myself and then the bitch packs up and moves to like San Antonio with some fool. So like the universe was just like, nah, kick him to the curb and go move to San Antonio. So I got beef with San Antonio. All y'all out there is ops <laughs> until you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm really wary of the, because universe people, y'all get a weird rap, you know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of y'all be sometimes bullshitting you know, uh, not you per se, but when I hear the universe and all that and all the do the work, all the buzzwords that everybody learned on social media, I'd be like, mm, you might be a fuck boy. You might be a fuck girl. So like, how do you differentiate, differentiate yourself? I guess, cause you do the real work in shadow realm. So I just answer my own question, but <laughs> I still just feel like some of y'all, we got to look at with the side eye sometimes. Do you how do you feel about that? I think that, I mean, for the most part is conversations. Like you can tell, you can tell if someone is bullshitting, mm. you know, and through conversation, like if you are following them on social media, it's like, what, the, what is their social media looking like? Does it reflect, you know, what they're speaking of, you know, how their life is aligning on this journey, mm. you know, um, and then their environment, you know, who, who do they hang around? What are they, um, applying their time to investing their time to, I mean, it, it's just an overall picture. Like that's why dating is so hard. It's like, you can get the surface level of things and, you know, and think that this is a really great person. And it seems like they have a lot going on in their lives and, you know, um, we're making a connection, but at the end of the day, you know, they could be on some bullshit, too. Mm, okay, so you're, like, their image on social media, right? So mm-hmm. my image on my social media is, like, I'm a fucking G. You feel me? <laughs> and so, like, 
I'm sure people are just enamored by me on my page. But if you were enamored, to, yeah, like I'm like a fucking G on my page, right? Like I put a lot of like, you know, time into curating my page. However, the other day I was on my explore page and it's disgusting. I'm like, I was really upset with myself. If you looked over my shoulder while I was on the Explore page, you would think I'm just some, like, perp. But that's not a representation <laughs> of me. So do you take that into consideration? Like, when you say you with your new little dude, do you look at his Explore page? Does that give you a better insight of what he's into? Um, well, I'm not a big social media person. and you, I think you know that. Yeah. And also, um, people can be real selective on what they post as well. So it doesn't really give a true definition of yeah, who somebody is. But at the same time, if they are a social media person, then you can kind of gauge it. You know, if they may not post, actually make posts, but they may post on their story. Yeah, I be getting in trouble all the time. I'm doing better. You know, uh, I'm doing better because, you know, I'm like in love and stuff like that. And I was like, like I said, I was on my Explore page and I was just like, yo, killer, you got to get it together. This is just foul. Like, there's way too many legs on here. There's a lot of dancing. I made the mistake. This is my problem with the algorithm. I made the mistake. There was a girl walking around in like leather pants. So I like looked at it for like 10 seconds. And IG was like, yo, you like girls with leather pants? And then they sent me like millions of them, which was a very euphoric and happy place for me. But, you know, when I'm sitting on the couch and she over there side-eyeing me, it's just like, oh, how dare the internet? Like, this is filthy. So I had to, like, block that because she was, she always coming at me. Shout out to the queen, though. Uh, we're going to get her on this platform. So, because she been listening and been tight about my behavior on the platform sometime. But, you know, uh, the social media thing, I guess. And that's why I'm glad I don't date no more because I... I was like hella washed. Ooh, speaking of doing the work, when I was got dumped by the universe, girl, right? <laughs> I went through this year of celibacy. And part of it was because, A, I couldn't get no bitches. And then, B. <laughs> well, thank you for being honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, I just didn't have a juice. I wasn't getting the haircut as properly as I needed. And <laughs> my car wasn't as uh, reliable as it needed to be. And then, then I woke up and I was just like, nah. I'm not going to do it. I need to focus my energy somewhere else. And then before I knew it, I'm like, damn, it's been like a whole year. And so I do feel like that definitely maintained or created a change in me. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you say to that? Are you a yeah. celibate type of person? Do you believe everyone should go through a year of celibacy? I think it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this is a self, you know, a choice within yourself. Like, is that going to serve you? Um, in terms of where where you're trying to navigate yourself in your journey, you know, yes, absolutely. Does it make you realize within like how much you don't need the sexual intimacy? Because I mean, it's just a human emotion and, and a human act, right? But spiritually, like if you're really wanting to do the work, I believe like celibacy is one way mm. um, because above all else it's self-love right 
And that's one thing. Yeah, like, there was a lot of self-love <laughs> going on during this. <laughs> Lots. Shout out, shout out to my queens on the internet for holding your boy down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all. Oh my y'all God. really helped me self-love myself a lot. We weren't talking about that kind of self-love. That's the but... best. That's the best. You know, um, I strongly encourage all of y'all as a rapper, you know, we, we not sh- self-love shaming on my platform. Get it in. You know, some I also highly recommend for the males out there, there's throughout your day, our testosterone like kicks to our brain and we're like dangerously horny. You know what I'm saying? And we do things that we shouldn't do. Like we should we like a picture. Y'all leave comments. Uh, Y'all do things that really play yourself. So if you self-love before making some of these decisions, (laughs) it helps clear your mind. And so you don't play yourself. So, cause I've <laughs> I've self loved sometimes, and I've had to go back. Shout out to whoever runs Instagram and created the unsend feature, where I was like, "Yo, I got to delete that," cause that was crazy. It's not even like three flames, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, no flames, but let me get that out of there. So, <laughs> definitely self love yourself before you play yourself. Oh, this is amazing advice. Yes, you should be some sort of guru. I am. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Yeah. This is keeping it cool with killer. We out here. I'm trying to help my fellas out here and we trying to reach women like you who have done the work you know because you real you, you know you're attractive you're smart you're intelligent you, you you have a good foundation for a man to come through and build upon I don't know if that's like flattering or not but I when I was looking for a partner I didn't want an idiot you know and there's like a lot of idiots out there there's a lot of people that you can't have these type of conversations with uh, me and my partner have seen each other cry. We've made fun of each other for it, you know. And I feel like you gotta have. You don't have a relationship if y'all don't cry and make fun of each oh, other. No, vulnerability yeah. is is key. Um, but it does, especially for a man, right? It's hard to unveil that masculine energy to be able to allow that vulnerability to come through. And plus, it's such um, a stigma, right, mm. in our society for men not to divulge that part of themselves and that's what I want to encourage too like making vulnerability something that's you know okay that's acceptable that's a norm you know but it's not talked about enough um along with mental health but I think it's getting out more though yeah for sure I mean I didn't really start crying in general in life until I was like over thirty, I don't know what happened, but I'd be watching TV and getting emotional about the like the silliest. Before stuff. your daughter was born? Oh, absolutely! I'll never forget. It was like I was thirty years old. I was watching uh, Last Chance You. It was like a football show on Netflix. I've seen it. And the little athletes was like trying to make something happen, mm-hmm. and they was coming from these dire situations. And it was football. Nothing emotional about this show, but for whatever reason, I'm emotional. It's like I'm on the couch, like mad crying. It- but it is, though. That show is incredible because sometimes that's all they have is football yeah. because they come from nothing else and they think that football is going to pave the way for themselves and their family. Yeah. And so that's why they devote so much of their passion and their time and their energy into it. And then when things don't pan out, yeah, that is so sad and heartbreaking, you know? And then the other episode, other show I cried over. This is when I had to like laugh at myself because I was being ridiculous. It was the show called 13 Reasons Why. I don't know if you ever seen that, but like 
I was watching it because it was real controversial about this girl committing suicide. Yes. Everybody uh-huh. was like mad about this show. So I'm like, I'm going to watch this because my sister's like in the target demo of this show. Mm-hmm. And if she needs to talk to somebody, like it could be me, her mm-hmm. big brother. So I'm watching it because I'm a mature. This is a show geared towards teenagers, right? Nah, fast forward. I'm on the couch obliterated right and then i had to be like yo this show was not supposed to be that emotional and i think my chick came home and was like yo what's your deal and i'm just like if you ever need to talk to someone (laughs) i mean but it is an emotional show we're talking about suicide here yeah but they didn't prepare me for it being because like the first couple how did you not because the first couple episodes it was like teenage angst trivial stuff and i was like okay but then it started getting like really real. And I was over 30. If I was like 29 up until then, I legit thought I couldn't cry. Like I had seen some stuff in my life where I was like, ain't got no emotion, bro. I'm a sociopath. But then I hit 30, out of there. <laughs> you know, I was like, I think the silliest place I got emotional was like my sister's basketball game. Uh, she was playing basketball, run up and down the court. And I just got randomly like teary eyed. And I think what took you there? What triggered it? Oh, uh, man, my uh, my parents, they was like beefing and going through a divorce and being like annoying divorcee parents. Mm-hmm. And she was all caught in the middle of it because mm-hmm. she was like young. Yes. And then she was on the court, like kicking girls asses mm-hmm. and like just in this flow state. And I was just like, oh, she's so free on the court. Like, look at her go. Like, there's no care in the world. And <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and then she was with me one time. I don't know why this became a killer cry episode all of a sudden, <laughs> but I mean these are kind of funny. The funniest time I well, no, this is not really even funny, but it was during Fast and Furious, uh, which is the greatest American TV franchise ever. You know, shout out top tier American cinema, wow. Fast Family for Life. But uh, they did the Paul Walker tribute. I got emotional, of course, because, you know, he's the man. And my little punk ass teenage sister was like, are you crying you? <laughs> and I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. You know, I'm holding it together. So all that to say, like, I am embracing vulnerability a lot more in my elder OG state. Uh, yeah. And I think that that's great. That's a wonderful thing because especially now that you're a father, mm. you know, we want to implement that in our children um, to be able to reveal that vulnerability with us too because it's hard. you trying to raise children to have a hard shell and then they suppress all those feelings. Mm. Like Now we're breaking all that right now right. over here in my household. We're breaking all the generational stuff that we got going yes. on. Uh you know, black people, we got a long way to go, you know, so <laughs> we, we doing it, though, uh, especially with me trying to make sure I'm there all the time. You know, they for whatever reason, they be trying to act like black dads don't be around. But we in the mix more than y'all shout out us. You know what I'm saying? I just want to shout out to all the black fathers out there. Oh, this is my question. I think this won't be my last question for you. Uh, I like to ask all of my guests this. What does success, you said you were a business owner, a business entrepreneur. Yes. What would have to happen? And don't give me like the cute answer. Give me like a cool answer. What would have to happen for you to be like, yo, my business is successful? Like, and I say the cool answer, like 
you know, of course, people are leaving and they're feeling fulfilled and their faces are real shiny and nice <laughs> and tight and you've unlocked all the chakras and, you know, you've made all the money. But, like, will you get the Kim Kardashian client to come through? Are you like, yo, this is it. I've reached the ultimate level of success now. Well, like, what would that moment be for you? The ultimate level of success. Like when you're like, I am a beautypreneur right now, like bow down, I'm running this. For me, it wouldn't have anything to do with like monetary or my clients. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's leveling up on on a personal level, knowing that I was able to succeed in my business and build from it, you know, from from the ground up. And I think that when I get to a place where my brand speaks for itself mm-hmm. is, is success, you know, I don't, and you know, it, another one of uh, like my motto, I guess that I created for, for our brand. Um, it's called aspire, inspire, transpire, mm-hmm. um, because we aspire to draw to drive in clients so that they understand what we do on a on a on a level of you know the healing the cleansing healing balancing from skin to spirit but then we inspire them because once they get our services you know it inspires them to spread the word you know to also promote us and then that transpires them to become become a part of our brand mm-hmm. because it's just, it doesn't take the work of just me and Melinda doing this, right? Our clients is also part of our brand too. So um, personally, a level of success is just reaching where I'm able to creatively be in a space where it's impactful, not necessarily, you know, capitalizing or it's not about money for me. It's just about. Well, I want you to get the celebrity client so I have an excuse to come by, you know. Uh, speaking of that, where can they come? Okay, they've been listening. They want to be healed. They want you to, like, rub them and speak smooth affirmations over them. Like, where could they find you? Um, like I said, we have two locations. Um, the McKinney location is 4461. Alma Road, Suite 400, McKinney, 75070. And then the South Lake location is, sorry, I don't have it memorized. How you don't have your own business memorized? <laughs> we just oh, we just <laughs> launched that location hey. officially last Saturday, okay? Hey, so, so we popping up like McDonald's. <laughs> so that one's at 2125 West South Lake Boulevard, uh, Suite 345, South Lake 76092. I'm sorry. Let me do that over. 2125 West South Lake Boulevard, number 345, um, South Lake Suite 130, 76092. It's in um, World Trade Salon. So it's got like little suites that other beauty um, professionals rent out as well. For all my like listeners all around the world, South Lake and McKinney is where rich white women live. And they got a lot of expendable housewife money so don't get her twisted that it ain't about the money she over there taking all their coins 
you know, South Lake. You can't even like drive over there in a regular beat up car without getting pulled over because they be like, "You're too broke. <laughs> Get up out of here." <laughs> oh, so in closing, you got the brand Pure Pure Beauty. Pure Beauty. Like, how do you spell that? P uh-huh. apostrophe oh. I O R, and then Beauty is B E A U T. E with the accent, but if you're going to follow us yeah, on Instagram yeah. <laughs> or Facebook, uh-huh. um, it's P-I-O-R-B-E-A-U-T-E. All right. Definitely book with my girl out there because so she can stop texting me, <laughs> asking me to every day. She's asked me to empty my wallet with her <laughs> giveaway and specials and all that. So definitely book with her so she can text y'all instead of me. Lastly, uh, for those of you who've been keeping tabs with the Fort Worth Weekly Awards, I didn't win the best hip hop and rap category. I'm tight, so I'm raising my prices on my brand for y'all not holding me down and making sure I secured the W. I was up there politicking, well, lots of cowboys was around, lots of like women in cowboy boots and like fringe gear was around i rapped they really enjoyed themselves and then y'all the listeners didn't make sure i won so everything 10 percent up the price of the brick going up since y'all didn't want to hold it down shout out to the women when i was performing they assembled themselves in a nice section and danced in harmony and they seemed to have a really good time because that's what I do it for while the rest of you rappers is out there holding your nuts screaming in front of other men the women are at my show enjoying themselves you know what I'm saying so that right there pretty much lets you know that I'm a winner also I want to shout out the girl at the racetrack on my way here we appreciate you in the community because you made sure your hair was done you had makeup on you was working at a gas station I know what it's like working the night shift at the gas station so we appreciate you you said you was going to listen I didn't get your name but if you tuned in and you listening this far shout out stay strong hold your head you know what I'm saying and on that note uh, let me see if I got anything Oh, real quick, my fellas, I was telling y'all about the scam of the love languages. So the quality time love language, real quick, it's a scam. It's what they try to get you to do to stay inside. You know what I'm saying? They come up with the quality time to get you to stay indoors, not go kick it with the homies, not go to the strip club, stay strong. Be like, my quality time is, uh, what's the one? It's like giving time or giving, giving, gift giving, gifts of service, <laughs> acts of service. Shout out Callie, the queen Callie over here, letting me know what the love. So, fellas, you can come back the quality time one with the acts of service. Like, you can act to give me some head. You can act to leave me alone. You can act to go kick it with your homegirls. And that's how you can give me the acts of service for my love language and that's how you combat this new scam of quality time because it's always what they want to watch on the quality time so fellas stay alert out there you know what i'm saying (laughs) stay hydrated peep game you know just remember what i told you stay strong and i'm only talking to the dudes three years deep in a relationship and up if you ain't got three years in your relationship you ain't in no relationship fam so like (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's three years and up. We the we the we the we the tied down gang. I'm holding it down for y'all. Stay strong. Hold your head. Our day of liberation will come soon. You feel me? And on that note, we appreciate y'all listening to a fifth episode of Keeping It Cool with Killer Skirt. <laughs>